What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special video edition of the Mongols podcast sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike, and if you're listening to this and you want to watch the video, head over to mongols.com and click on support the show. And you're going to want to check out the video because joining me today is one of the Hounds' newest signees, center back Preston Kilwine. Preston, welcome to the River Hounds and welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. As we were saying a little bit off air, you know, I think one of the the cool things about the Hounds is the relationship between the players and the fans. And so we love having new guys come on and sort of share some of their backstory um, so that the fans get to know them better. And obviously the um, Pittsburgh fans could are somewhat familiar with you. You've spent the past two seasons playing with the Red Bulls against the Hounds. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your background and, you know, maybe how you got to the Red Bulls, what it was like playing at Red Bull, all of that. Yeah, so um, childhood was pretty uh, hectic, to be honest. There's a lot of moving around. Um, grew up in California for most of the time, moved over to Washington, where I really began playing like club serious. Uh, moved back down to California and then ended up playing for the Academy um, of Danza down in San Jose. Got recruited out to Florida Gulf Coast. Um, you know, I think I just chose a school because it was, you know, Florida is a nice, nice spot. It was good soccer, quality team. Um, yeah, so after uh, I had a pretty good senior year, uh, I was defensive player of the year, second team all region, and did not get drafted or did not get put on the draft list. Um, so I had to go on a few trials. I went on a trial at Portland, uh, Portland two for about three weeks. And I, right after that, they uh, kept giving me the same answer over and over again, um, which was a little bit frustrating. So I decided to, you know, take my chances somewhere else. And I ended up going over to Arizona where I met with the Rebels and, um, you know, just played pretty well over there, I guess. And I uh, was able to get a contract and uh, get my option picked up for a year. So I was able to stay over there for two years. Uh, it was good, though. I, I enjoyed my time there. Um, I think it was a good club to start out a professional career, uh, especially being, you know, unknown out of college. Um, it was definitely a good spot to start at and sort of, you know, get, get my feet under me in terms of playing games, um, playing with guys that are on the first team and coming down or even just training up with the first team. Um, I think it was overall just a good experience to help me you know, move forward in my career and then hopefully propel me to where I am now and further. You just mentioned a ton of different places that you sort of bounced around at. What was your favorite <laughs> place to live at when you were there? Um, Bay Area. For Bay sure. Area? Yeah. Yeah, Bay Area. Yeah, it was just my, like, everything there is just awesome. Yeah. Scenes, like the views, the football is nice. So it was just, yeah. that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Do you think you may end up there eventually? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how everything plays out. <laughs> back to your back to your time, obviously with Red Bull too. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot and we're really interested in is sort of the dynamics between an MLS two team and a non MLS two team, um, especially in the USL Championship. Mm-hmm. So, could you give us a little bit of insight? You mentioned sort of having some of the first team players come down, or you guys going up and play with them. What was the the locker room like in a two team? It feels like. Um, or from an outsider's perspective, it sort of feels like you guys are competing every day on an individual basis to try to get up to that first team. So mm-hmm. is there a lot of camaraderie in the locker room or is there a lot of, I don't want to say animosity, that's not the right word, but like, yeah. you know, how, what was that like? Um, obviously last year was a bit different with uh, all the protocols and everything. Yeah. But so my first year was a really good bond. Everybody was, you know, pretty close together. Um, everybody was fighting all the time for, for their spot, either just to play in the game or to be even chosen for selection for the game. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you have guys coming down, you have um, sometimes they want to see some Academy kids and see how they, how they look with the pro guys. So they'll bring them up and put them in. Um, but there was definitely a lot of fight between all the guys, but it was, it was a good core group of, of like friendship that we had. 
Um, and I think that last year, obviously it was an off year, but it was a little bit younger of a team um, with all, a lot of academy kids and like fresh, you know, new draft picks and stuff. Uh, it was still, we were a close team, but I think, you know, just, it reminded me a lot of like a college locker room um, mm-hmm. in the good and the bad, I think, but it was, a, it, it actually was more of a brotherhood camaraderie type thing. And I think it kind of seems like on the outside. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you expect, you know, I, you, you've obviously played for a two team for two years now. Are you expecting any difference in sort of how the locker room might appear when you come to a team like the Hounds that isn't a two team? I don't think so. I think in general, the locker room vibes are definitely, you know, there's banter going on. There's people that are just jokesters. There's people that are quiet. Um, just all different personalities kind of just coming together in a room. And and then, you you know, you form, you form friendships in the locker room and you go out to the field and you end up, you know, fighting for the guy next to you, behind you, in front of you. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be too much of a difference. Obviously, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully not. I mean, the closest that most of us fans are ever going to come to a locker room is like watching Ted Lasso. And I don't know if you've seen that, but like, I don't know if that's an accurate depiction of a locker room or not, but, uh, I haven't seen it. I've been trying to watch it, but, uh, just haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's awesome. You, you definitely got to catch some Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> One of the other things that I'm, I'm curious about, uh, and you're sort of in a unique position to talk about this, is what's the perception of the Riverhounds from outside of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, you've, you've played against them, what, I think five times? Um, and yeah. for the past two years, what did you guys think? When you came to Pittsburgh, were you looking forward to it? Like, were they a fun team to play against? Were they somebody you didn't want to play against? Like, what were, what were your thoughts? It's a big, uh, big mixed feeling team. I would say when, uh, <laughs> when you're, you know, you're, you're traveling there to Pittsburgh or they're coming to you because you know it's just going to be a physical, just a nice, like just a physical soccer game that's going to take a lot out of you. Um, so you look forward to it in a way that like, oh, I'm going to prove myself. We're going to, you know, prove our spot. And at the same time, you're like, oh man, we just played a game two days ago. Like, yeah. really, this is who we want to play right now. But <laughs> it's, uh, it was definitely always a game to look forward to, especially when the fans were there. I think. Um, I think I got to play one or two times in front of real fans, like the real yeah. big crowds. Um, yeah. I remember we, I think we got smacked like 3 0 or something, but I remember just all the people were there. And I was just like, it was so cool to see just because at Rebel 2 wasn't too much of that going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had we had a nice supporters group that were there consistently, but it wasn't to the amount that the Steel Army was there. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a big thing to look forward to also, is just coming and playing in front of, you know, big pack stadium with a lot of actual diehard fans that are going to be there for that team. I was going to say, is that, do you think that the fans are sort of like the biggest thing that you're looking forward to in terms of changes between Red Bull two and Pittsburgh, or are there other things that you're looking forward to? I'd say, yeah, probably the fans are are the biggest in terms of like that, but I think in overall, just looking forward to being a young guy again, I guess, in in sort of a way is kind of, you know, I'm going to have more experience around me and more older guys. Um, I think that's kind of what, not say I've been lacking the past two years, but I was seen as one of the older guys because we're all young guys. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another thing I'm looking forward to is kind of, you know, going back to being a young guy and, and getting to learn and and really like learn people's mistakes, what they what they what they were successful with and, and take that into my own game. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to I want to jump to sort of you know the present day stuff, but real quick, I got to touch on the fact. One last thing about Red Bulls, you represented uh, the Red Bulls in the USL <laughs> E Cup Rocket League last season. You ended up with stats oh that were substantially gosh. better than Hounds captain Kenny Forbes. Has the team said anything to you? Like we're bringing you in <laughs> so that if there is this Rocket League thing again, like we need you to replace Kenny. 
No, I haven't heard anything about it, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna let him hold on to that, hold on to that title. <laughs> well, what was that experience like? Like, did the did the rebels come to you, or was your like name drawn out of a hat? Like, how did they pick you for that? So one of the guys, like the uh, the social media um, coordinator for Rebel too, he knew that I played Rocket League and video games and stuff. Um, yeah. So he texted me. He's like, "Hey, you want to do it?" And I was like, "Ah, sure. It should be you know just mostly teams like captains or you know players on the team." get a text the night before and he's like hey by the way you might be playing like a pro like e-gamer and i was like uh, <laughs> i was like really he's like yeah it's like you want to still play i was like i mean i guess so i can't back out now and i played my first game and i think i played like the first minute and i was like jaw drop like i can't do this like these guys are just so much better <laughs> Uh, that's funny uh so okay you, you you won't voluntarily take over for kenny um there might be a uh, a petition goes around um we love you kenny but uh that wasn't great um have you had a chance to to sort of meet or at least talk to any of your future teammates here with the hounds uh i've talked to dixon a few times um we just kind of became you know friends in the field i guess this we would talk when we play hartford um and end up you know just having good conversations after the games before the games whatever and so actually when he signed, I messaged him and we were talking a little bit and then I signed and I t- messaged him over and I was like, you ready to do some damage this year? <laughs> nice. We always see that after the game where you'll, you'll have players hanging around from both sides sort of talking to each other. And I think from a fan's perspective, there's always a little bit of like, okay, they're just playing nice with each other, but deep down they're like, you know, this friggin' SOB. Like, like you just don't want to deal yeah. with them. How much of it is that like you're just putting on a front and how much of that is just like, I don't know this guy. I'm going to go up and shake his hand and develop a relationship like that. You know, I think it just happens in, in certain moments in the game. Um, Cause you go into a game, the same mentality every time. It's like, this guy's not going to beat me. And then, you know, something will happen that you both see that nobody else sees in the field and you kind of start laughing about it. And then it becomes more of like a start talking to him. But at the same time, it's like, you're not going to beat me. So I remember like there's a few runs that we started talking and he tried to give, I mean, I just had to like hit him. <laughs> So it's sort of it's sort of the like uh, respect recognizing respect kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, and after the games, you just kind of just good game. If you don't want to, you want you don't want to see a certain guy. It's just you know this one later. Yeah. But if, you know you want to talk to him, have a conversation with him. So that that's the key to look for is if you just get a fist bump, then it's like all right, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the relationship is. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So now we know what to watch for. That's great. Um, has uh, so one of the things we we've talked to Coach Lilly a number of times, and we know that he is a big fan of bringing players in and putting them on trial before he actually signs them. So like he has a, he has a trial going on right now where they bring in a whole bunch of players and there's been a number of USL players that have gone through the trial. He's brought in MLS players to go through the trial. He didn't bring you in to go through the trial. You just, you just signed right away. So he clearly sees something in you and he has planned for you. Has he said anything to you? Or is he giving you any indication sort of about his plans for you for the season, what he's hoping to accomplish defensively, anything like that? Um, you know, we've spoken on the phone a few times, but it's mostly, you know, same kind of expectations that he's had for his past previous center backs, you know, because the Hounds are always very good defensively. Center backs are always solid. Um, I think for me, he just, you know, I want you to come in fit. I want you to come in ready. And like, this is like, this is the time that you need to prove yourself. Um, you know, we got you the deal. You know, like you said, there's no you know, trial beforehand or anything. So I feel like there's a good amount of pressure on me to come in and, and really do something. But at the same time, I can't really be feeling that pressure because it's going to make you start overthinking and whatever. Um, but no, I think it's just, you know, come in fit, come in ready and then learn the system. Cause it's going to be, you know, some learning days, um, just come in, learn the system and then execute everything that you can and execute the system to the fullest uh, ability. 
are, are you someone who sort of sets personal goals for yourself at the beginning of the season, or is it more of just a, like, I'm going to every game I'm trying to just get better and better. Yeah, I think both. I think I set a, a pretty realistic, but high goal for myself for the season. And then per game, I need to, you know, evaluate myself. Like, am I getting, like, I'm getting better. What areas can I improve? What areas can I, you know, um, work on a little bit more that I thought I was more comfortable at and things like that. But I think it makes it both important yeah i know we we saw a lot of videos uh last season of like the teams training with each other over zoom so like how have you been staying in shape during the pandemic and you know is it a lot of like bike riding is it a lot of just jogging by yourself like what take us through a sort of like a day in the life of, uh, of preston kilwine here so yeah so half of my off season is spent in miami and the other half has been spent down here in san diego um well, it sounds so rough. over yeah a little bit not <laughs> not dealing with all the snow and the 20 degree weather right now um but down in miami i uh i train at a training center so i go and there's you know some other pro guys in the usl the mls and some other foreign guys that come over um so we train there for about two hours a day and then that's basically the whole morning is gone after that and then i'll go back and i'll you know eat and get like situated i'll play video games watch netflix um do the recovery get you know foam roll stretch and then next day go again um down here in san diego i like to go to the beach i like to run at the beach so i like to you know drive over to toy pines and and just take around the beach for a while um we play i play every tuesday thursday with a group of guys that are all usl players um down here so those days are a little bit different but it's mostly you know get a nice workout in the morning um about noonish you know get to have really sit down and chill for about a few hours and then recover and get ready to go for the next session the next day especially now it's you know preseason's coming faster than anyone else thought or yeah. faster than we thought you know feels faster i guess so now is the time to really get get ramped up and get going yeah you mentioned sort of you know that game that you play with some other guys is that something that like you know the teams help organize or is this like a text thread that you just have to get on and then you know you're you're called up to play how does that get set up yeah, so out in San Diego, actually, my parents, I never, like, lived here, so I don't really know anybody out here. Um, so my agent actually, he helped me out in this one, um, gave me the number to one of the guys, and the guy texted me, and he said, hey, I'm going to put you in a group chat with all the guys that are playing down here. And I was like, all right, perfect. Uh, besides that, I didn't know anybody, so I just kind of go to field every every couple of days and see if there's anybody playing that I can yeah. like, hop in with. But now that I have, like, a set group of guys I can go play with, it's uh, a lot more beneficial. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there, is there anybody that, you know, you mentioned training in Miami, now you're playing in San Diego. Is there anybody that you've been playing with that's caught your eye and you're just like, man, he's going to be good this year. Um, just, I think some, a lot of the MLS guys, mostly mm. um, a lot of the training in Miami is with a lot of MLS guys. Um, mm. Christian Castro is from Red Bull. Um, first team. I think he's, he's legit. He's going to have a good year. I think um, the crew guys, some, some of the crew guys were down in Miami training. I think they're going to have some good years. Um, and then one of my friends actually is on Miami FC. Uh, I think he looks pretty sharp. I think they might have a pretty good year too. So uh, yeah, I was going to ask you any, uh, East coast USL guys. Yeah. I was, I was going to say there's, there's been a ton of movement all over the USL. You mentioned how you were, you know, texting with Alex um, based on what you're seeing. Are there any teams that you're sort of looking at early on and being like, you know, when we go to play them, this is going to be, you know, a brawl. Um, what, what are your, what's your perspective on sort of just the USL at this point? I think it's going to be a good mix. I think it's going to be a mix of players. Um, I think personally, my eyes are probably more geared in the East than anything, obviously. Um, yeah. so I think 
Tampa is going to be a good one again. They they kept a lot of players. They got rid of a lot of players, but they kept a lot of the, the core group. Um, Miami made some big time name signings um, in terms of USL players. So I think that'll be an interesting team to see this year based on their year last year. I think they need a big switch up. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of, uh, I think Indy, Indy is always pretty solid. Um, so we'll see how they, they end up this year. But that's the East Coast. I think probably them and like Charleston are the yeah. ones that I'm really looking at. Yeah. yeah. What, um, one of the things that we, we have a lot of conversations about is the Hounds, I shouldn't say the Hounds, historically, Lily has kept a large portion of the team from year to year. And this year has been very different. Um, so as you're sort of looking at the roster and you're looking at the guys who are coming in, is there any spots on the field that you're thinking like, man, I can't wait to see who comes in and fills in here. Is there anything that you can break down from the team that way? Um, honestly, not really. I think I'm just more looking forward to seeing, you know, who, who actually signs and where we end up, uh, you know, what, what we end up playing the formation wise, you know, if yeah. there's any changes, any tactical switches. Um, I'm just more looking forward to seeing, you know, the guys on the roster. Yeah. And kind of just coming together and meeting them and then get going from there. As, as a center back, who would be your dream center back pairing that you would look over and be like, Oh man, I get to play with that guy. <laughs> uh, I'd say Jordan Scarlett from Tampa right now. That's just like okay. one of my best friends. So I think if, if I could play with him, but obviously you know, can't this year, but yeah, yeah, that's probably the guy that I'd be like, all right, like me and him. Yeah. Hear that Lily. We got to get Jordan Scarlett <laughs> next year. Make it happen. Um, all right, this is this has been great digging into some of the soccer stuff. Let's uh, let's get into some uh, you know quote unquote lightning round and hit on some of your favorite cool. stuff so that people get to know more about you personally. So, favorite food right off the bat, sushi. Sushi. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know. We'll have to find a good place to get sushi in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Has anybody told you like where to get good sushi in Pittsburgh? Is that like a no, thing? I haven't even, you know, looked at really food. I think I got like, you know, the main, uh, the hyped up places, touristy places, but yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to have to ask some people when I get there. Is that something uh, just out of curiosity? Like, is there somebody from the team that's like you call and you're like, Hey, where do I get sushi? Or is it like just up to you to sort of figure it out? I don't know. I think it's probably something else to figure it out. I think people probably have, you know, recommendations or something, but yeah. All right. We're going to, we'll get the steel army on it. You're going to get a list of like good sushi. (laughs) Anywhere, any restaurant. I'm a big food guy. So anything, anything that's good to try, I'll I'll be there. Good, 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 good. All right. Uh, Favorite movie, TV show, or book you pick. Favorite movie is probably Friday. Like the Friday Friday? series. Yeah. TV show office. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Can't argue with either one of those. Um, no, yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite thing to do when you aren't playing soccer? I like to cook and eat. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. What what's uh, what's your like specialty? What's your favorite dish? My specialty is probably just like barbecue, baked chicken, um, some mashed potatoes, and then vegetables doesn't matter, and then some salad. That's probably nice. like my go-to. That's you know I can make that a lot. Where where did this like this passion for cooking come from? Where do you think? uh my mom and then my girlfriend so my mom is from costa rica and my girlfriend is cuban and she lives in miami and then they both just love to cook so you know i'd have my mom growing up she'd have make like the home cooked home cooked meals and then i go to college and then end up having the, the girlfriend that would like to cook a lot too so i just kind of got into it and wanted you know to make some food for them yeah as well as myself obviously but yeah cooking is one of like probably my favorite things to do 
Oh, that's awesome. Then there might have to be like this whole symbiotic thing where like the steel army gives you a sushi place <laughs> and you kick over a recipe or something or like some snaps of your food. That'd be great. I would try. I would see. <laughs> what, uh, what, what's your favorite like non-soccer sport? To play golf and then to watch is basketball. Okay. That's one yeah. thing that, that I sort of miss in Pittsburgh in college. I got really into college hoops and there's no, pro hoops team in pittsburgh do you have a favorite yeah. like nba team or do you follow mainly warriors. college the warriors State. Yeah. yeah yeah back i liked them back in the you know the oakland days but i guess we'll yeah. still deal with it now yeah but i'm meaning to go to a hockey game so i want to at least i want to go to a hockey game when i'm there i heard it's pretty big oh yeah 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 the penguins it's it's a big deal it's a lot of fun it's like I was about to call it soccer on steroids, but it's like, you know, soccer, <laughs> if you're moving it 45 miles an hour with blades on your feet, um, yeah. it's fun. It's a good time. Um, pet peeves. What annoys you the most about people or players on the field or anything? A big pet peeve for me in general is like a dirty kitchen. All right, let's just put okay. that out there. <laughs> but I think the pet peeve is just, you know, is there's like an arrogance if there's any arrogance in anything that you do i think it's just kind of like why yeah just, you know that's i think that's probably a bit just the sense of arrogance just doesn't matter what you're doing in, in any facet of life i think arrogance is just yeah you're, you're gonna fit in pretty well here no worries <laughs> uh, i'm just saying like that's not as fans we don't we don't We've had arrogant players in the past and you could tell it sort of rubs fans the wrong way. We like guys yeah. that are going to come in and do the work and like you, you just let your play talk for itself. And oh, uh, I got you. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Um, any European teams that you follow? Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal I die. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Aston Villa guy. So sorry for this past <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Oh, I tried to wake up. It was 4.30 here. I woke up for the first half, saw the goal, and I was like, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> was, was asleep before the first half ended. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on, you know, what Arteta's doing there? Are you, or do you think he's headed in the right direction? Yeah, I do. I think we just make too many mistakes. I think it just reverts back to old, just mental mistakes that, that Arsenal made in the past. I think just, you know, we've had, we had a good run of form, and then obviously the Wolves game was pretty uh, – ridiculous i think i think it's pretty the correct word to use in that in terms of that game <laughs> um and then just the mistake leading to that goal was just like a classic kind of arsenal mistake that's been made the past two three years yeah but i think where, it's the right direction where where do you think they finish this year i'm hoping just like seven six or seven just do you, you know i don't do know you, i think we have a chance to win the Europa league that's what i'm you know banking on right now i think that that could be our best bet okay do do you see this as like a as a upward trending project for arteta like like seven this year you think like three next year or is that too ambitious no i think it's perfect i think this year is the year that i think this the past transfer window they weeded out a lot of the guys that needed to weed out um maybe the fans necessarily agree but i mean i think a lot a lot of fans did agree yeah (laughs) but uh i think that that was probably the transfer window they needed. And the next one, hopefully, will bring some some players in. And then he has a team he really can work with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I think I know the answer to this next one. But if you weren't a professional soccer player, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, probably be a coach or a trainer. Um, okay. Or a firefighter. 
Wow. Okay. I was, I was waiting based on how much you said you love to cook and a pet peeve is a dirty kitchen. I thought you were going to say you're going to be like a chef. So, so coach, okay. Why firefighter? Uh, I had a criminal justice major in college, uh, focus in criminal justice and that whole like police officer aspect wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always been really cool to, you know, see firefighters going up and, and go visit the stations and whatnot. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I I forget who who had the quote, but at one point, you know, they said that, um, you know, as kids growing up, we always wanted to be firefighters or police officers or something like that. And then at some mm-hmm. point, like you grow out of that. And I I yeah. truly admire people who hold on to that and and don't let like the world like crush that out of them. Not to say, I mean, police and firefighters, it's it's you know that is a huge reputation that I have massive respect for. Um, that's not what I'm getting at at all. It's just that, um, yeah, man, big ups for just being like, yeah, that's cool. I want to do it. And that's what I want to do. I think it's pretty so interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I let you get out of here, I got to mention you made sports centers top 10 when you scored from <laughs> 35 yards out against Princeton in college. So as a college kid, First of all, how did you find out you were on SportsCenter's Top 10? And second of all, what was your reaction? Um, so I actually scored that goal, and I was just on my phone. All my friends in the Bay Area were, like, texting me, so it's about three hours behind. And I just have ESPN on my TV, and I just, like, look up at, like, 1.30 in the morning. After games, I can never really sleep. So I'm just laying there, look up at 1.30 in the morning, and all of a sudden I see myself on, on SportsCenter. So it wasn't even, like, somebody texting me, like, hey, you're on SportsCenter. I literally, like, watched it myself and was like, uh, what just happened and then I, my <laughs> phone just blew up <laughs> but it was, uh, it was pretty cool because it was uh it was my debut for fgcu so it was my first appearance and my parents my mom and my dad were in town and then so was my aunt visiting from texas so they were all in town for that game um you know got my debut and then obviously scored that that pretty cool goal um yeah and it's actually it's actually kind of funny back in red bull my first year there was a kid named Sean McSherry. He was drafted from Princeton. And he, we were talking about, like, oh, like, where'd you go to school, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, like, remember that kid that scored the goal? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was me. That was <laughs> Did you have to, like, you know, temper expectations with the team after that? Like, on your debut, you make sports at our top 10, and you're like, all right, guys, this isn't going to be every week. Or were you like, no, this is going to be every week at that point? I had to go to the top. I had to just own it and say, yeah, this is all the time. It's about to be like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well that is that's awesome um one last question and i'll get you out of here um if there's anything else that we didn't talk about here that you want sort of the steel army to know about you or any sort of message to the fans anything like that what, what would you want to share with them um just that i'm ready to play in front of everybody i'm ready to play for everybody um definitely i'm gonna need a little uh, food shout out to see you know <laughs> the restaurants to go to um but I'm really excited to get going in front of the fans. I've seen the damage you guys do in terms of, you know, the harassment to other teams, but as well as, you know, hyping up your own team. Uh, I think that plays big on the big part of us and, you know, wanting to fight harder, especially. Um, so I think this year, just really looking forward to seeing everybody and, and get going and hopefully bring a championship back. For sure, man. And we're definitely looking forward to seeing you on the field. Preston, a Thank huge you. thanks for stopping by. We really appreciate it um you seem to be active on social media go ahead plug it tell everybody where to send you all their uh all their sushi joints at uh just at preston underscore Killwine on both instagram and twitter awesome well thank you again sir we really appreciate it and thank you everybody for listening we will talk to you again very very soon thanks for having me i appreciate it